Christmas time. Who could that be knocking on our window? That Santa Claus? No, I don't think it is. Is that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? No, I no. Now who is that? Hello. Hey, equal Padre, step that Terry here. I need to crash on your futon. I broke the kid's PlayStation and I drank all the eggnog, so I'll see you in the morning. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the episode 69 69 Christmas Christmas Extravaganza! Welcome to the Kill Your Internet Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the big one. It's episode 69 of the Kill Your Internet podcast presented by Highbrew Coffee. With you, as always, is your jolly friend, Colin. Over to my right, we have the Lord, Mr. Roast Malone, Eric Burke. Eric, how are we this fine holiday? So, dude, I am in the spirit. Me too. Red Led Zeppelin shirt. <laughs> Red Zeppelin. Too professional. Out here looking like Santa Claus in the Northeast. Yo. Yeah, I gotta just put the jacket back on. Yeah, you're killing it. And uh, over here with the the reindeer glittery antlers on, we have Mr. Ken Bianco. Kenny, how are you, bud? Very jolly. Jolly. This is our Christmas extravaganza for episode 69. First off, let's give a communal. Nice. Fucking made it to 69. They said it wouldn't be possible for us to hit 69. And look at us now. Well on our way to 420. Something special about when a basketball game is 69 to 69. It just feels right. This is exactly what all things should be. Like in in the third quarter. It's a collective (laughs) nice. In the the immortal (laughs) words of Joel Embiid, I'm at about 69%. So, shouts out to Joel. Shouts out to the all the people out here who are immature as fuck. The first Joel. The, fir- <laughs> the oh. first Joel. The first Joel. <laughs> I got to say, up until last night, this whole holiday season has been weird. It feels disconnected, obviously, with everybody being virtual, being, being apart from one another. We already know for our family, we're going to be apart, a lot of us. For me... I went down to Main Street Maniac last night. Me and Dana got dinner, saw all the lights. It felt normal for a minute. That's how they look. Yeah. Gorgeous, dude. Maniac yeah. does a great job. Uh, I fucking love Christmas, dude. I really Same. do. It really is the most wonderful time of the year. It really is. It's, it's, right. it's a bright bright spot in an otherwise bleak winter. It's great. There we got go. some snow on the ground this year. It kind of gives it that yeah. warm yeah. Christmassy mm-hmm. vibe. By the way, yeah. anybody with a big dog knows this. My fucking dog, Vinny, is... Part German Shepherd, part Husky, and part Lab. So he fucking loves the snow. Yeah. He's been doing this thing where he makes me he makes me let him outside, and then he sits in the snow. He doesn't do anything. He just sits nobly in the snow and stares off into the distance. He is a fucking he's snow dog for real. Like, this is thinking weather. Yeah, this is. Yeah. He's like, this is where I'm supposed he probably to be. Is loving it, dude. That's, oh my god, there, dude. There, our cold is there, like. Normal sweet spot. Yeah. yeah. Episode sixty nine of the Kill Your Internet podcast. Very happy to be here today. Uh, <laughs> What are we thankful for? Is it time to be thankful? I will say I'm very thankful. That was one month ago, bro. <laughs> I'm oh. done being thankful. You're done being thankful? <laughs> no, Thanksgiving no, is you cut off? It was a Thanksgiving joke. Thanks, bro. Thanksgiving jokes just became funny again. <laughs> I will. No, you can't. Christmas is a time to be thankful for things as well. I'm thankful for Hell family. Yeah. I'm thankful for the band. I'm thankful for music. I'm thankful for this stupid fucking thing we started doing 69 episodes ago. I really enjoy the fucking podcast. And I enjoy. Yeah. The resiliency of everybody this year. I'm enjoying watching people be resilient and fight through this bullshit because this is one of the wildest things we will ever experience. And I think as musicians, we have to be thankful that we're still doing what we're doing because it's been fucking really difficult to keep your feet moving. I'm thankful for my fucking health. So many people can't fucking say that. Yeah. And so I'm. I'm th- I know. I. I. In my head, I was like. Is, is Christmas when you're supposed to be thankful for things? Yeah. I was like, is there Wait, a man? Is there I wish there was a holiday called <laughs> <laughs> something with thanks nah, in it. Nothing's coming to mind. <laughs> Happy holidays to everybody. Happy Hanukkah to our friends who celebrate Hanukkah. Yes. Shalom. Shalom. Uh, to anybody who celebrates any Christmas time to holidays. Happy holidays. Yes. Let's also, before we go into anything else, let's talk about, we're starting to put the demos together for the new songs. I'm really oh, excited about birds. that. Uh, well, we can talk about yeah, the we'll Eagles as well, that. but I was just going to say, I'm really enjoying this process with these new songs, putting these together. Yeah. Shit sounding crispy. I, I really do enjoy the communal thing of sending songs around and doing it digitally. It's something we've never done before. You got to embrace technology. Embrace it. Your efficiency. Effic- efficiency is a good word for it, actually. Yep. And to the most all- coveted desire of, or the most coveted attribute of a fantasy football player. Efficiency? Efficiency. Efficiency. Cutting edge. Prestige. This Whoa. year, have you... <laughs> we're putting in the man hours so you don't have to. <laughs> this year, like looking back on it being that it's almost New Year, has there been something you guys have worked on 
uh, about yourselves in a certain perspective because we say efficiency, right? Mm. To me, I've worked on patience because we had no other choice but to be patient. It's the thing I'm worst at in the world, except for video games. I fucking suck at video games, but yeah, I've learned to be more patient. Yeah, it takes no skill. It, it except uh, it takes discipline in a certain yeah. perspective. Uh, it usually it's like takes, showing up on time. You know, like yeah, takes it's a no little, skill. Yeah, you know what I mean, it takes effort. Yeah. Like, oh wow, effort. that's a damn. That's yeah. deep as fuck. Hell yeah, bro. You br- you brought something for. deep to episode sixty nine. oh man but ken eric anything you guys have worked on personally um i got better at guitar like for sure you did get better at guitar i I agree i did like yeah not like my own horn or nothing but uh i agree i like i i like like the first like march to june i was like i probably i don't play my guitar every day now because i'm working so much but like back then Back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all oh, love me. me. Um, you pulled the Mike Jones. I was yeah, dude. I was I was like doing uh like one two three four and every string going up and down with the time shit with the metronome and stuff. Like I put in some some practice time and it's it's been nice. It's been nice. Can move, anything? Move I'm kind of in the same boat. It was nice. <clears throat> the one silver lining to everything that happened this past year was you got time to like really focus on stuff that you might have not yes a hundred percent like solo thing. free time i got that crappy little acoustic at home and i just go run scales you know because you can do it you have time to actually put in that work and that effort that you don't want to do but you do it and it pays off yeah we're available i will say for both you guys i've noticed the improvements and ken you even got in on the songwriting aspect i know because i got time to just dick around and so did eric actually he uh one of the new songs that are coming up eric actually wrote the guitar part too and yeah, brought it to that, us let me get that cred <laughs> he's got the cred hot cred coming for, up for me i think um patience was a big thing for me uh i think i got better as a songwriter I'll say that. I think I wrote more than I ever have my entire life. I think I probably wrote around 60 songs during quarantine. I think one thing I really wanted to focus 69. on. 69%. The one thing I really wanted to focus on, too, was um, publishing things that we do. I think we put out more things than we ever have. Yeah. We put out an EP and four singles. We put out three little mini documentaries. We put out a movie. We put out a live stream. And then we put out 69 fucking podcasts. Yeah, podcasters now. But another thing that, we, that I think we've uh, done really real. well is create relationships which i'm really proud of and one of those relationships which we'll talk about more in the future has started to show itself online for the first time we put a video out of me teaching white Sox dave how to play the guitar and uh dave has a long way to go but he drunkenly texted me not long ago white Sox dave from barstool sports texted me and said i would like to learn how to play the guitar we ever heard of him he loves the white Sox. but uh so he i didn't know at the time he was drunk but he drunkenly texted me and said please teach me how to play the guitar and i was like fuck it sure so we're now in the process of him learning and he took his first two lessons he knows more than i thought he did he really does he came with a good background i guess a good like he can play big me by the foo fighters so <laughs> he's on his not way not bad. that's a good that's a nice little rhythm to get yeah. your wrist so exactly so dun, 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 more to, more yeah. to come on the white Sox day from but i wanted to give him a shout yeah, out because it I would like to, sorry to cut you off, I would like to throw my hat into the White Sox Dave uh, curriculum. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Because I want to find out, like, what does he want to do exactly? Like, Mm -hmm. if he wants to play, like, some ACDC lead death metal, you know? Yeah, whatever. If he wants to play a Sublime song, I can back him on base. There you go. Yeah, we all have different attributes that can help Dave in his journey. Um, But yeah, shout out to White Sox Dave. We're going to have more to talk about on that. But let's start going into segment here. Let's start off with the wildest shit that we see on the internet. I thought this was the perfect way to start with all the turmoil that the government's get, been going through and everything that's going on with stimulus. I needed something to break the monotony and give me something funny. Because if the Trump administration has done anything, it's given us plenty of comedy. Like things that sound like they were written for Veep, but they actually fucking happened. So apparently during the summer, somebody hacked into Trump's Twitter account. And it was not like a foreign hacker. It was some random guy who guessed Trump's password. <laughs> His password was just MAGA 2020. <laughs> it's some dude fucking. Oh my god! Dude. my god! Somebody fucking hacked his Twitter and just logged in, and he was like, "Holy Nobody shit! I never get this password. No, this is Absolutely the perfect guy. password. I am the best at making passwords. <laughs> it wasn't Nobody even capitalized. Would ever guess my, oh damn! <laughs> I would have guessed big boobs with a Z." <laughs> But motherfucker's password was MAGA 2020. Like, nobody in his cybersecurity was like, first off, that's kind of shameful that they don't have like a fucking like thing set up where it's like he doesn't control it. 
MAGA right. 2020 is your fucking password, you goon. What did the dude post on Trump's drawing? <laughs> it should have been like, I love titties. <laughs> dude, wow, that is a big old responsibility there. That's like finding the holy grail. Like It really is. You think if you're the president, you would just like every week or so recycle a new password? Or someone's responsible for that. They're probably like, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, right, dude. We can't, what are we going to do here? Dan talks about creating jobs. They're probably like, like listen, if anyone a, else... If anyone, a, a, a Twitter guy. If anyone yeah. else gets on his Twitter, it might be better than him on his Twitter. I wonder account. if somebody could go and do it now and see if they yeah. change it. It's just like what MAGA if, 2020 with an M, like a capital M. <laughs> what if the dude just tweeted some like really insightful, like beautiful like little nugget? And everyone's like, we wow. need to come together as a nation. Yeah, yeah, Trump's really turned a corner. And then the next tweet is like... Tweet like, is ah, like just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. can still buy guns. Yeah, that's the most powerful. Like, if you can have, like, you get all President Trump's Twitter for like a half hour and you get to put one tweet, one take out there, yeah. what are you what going do you with? Do? Don't trade Carson Wentz. This week's survival guide. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, well, we'll get into that later. Wow. wow. I don't even know if that's a real thing anymore. <sighs> Deep. Uh, the second thing I saw, now, this is really cool. Uh, so, this is a Christmas based one. There was a, a viral tweet that went, that went around today, and it made me think about something that I, I, I rarely think about. So it was a guy named, his name was uh, Muhammad uh, Hussein. Okay. Uh, he's just a guy, and he tweeted out, he said, like, I grew up Muslim, and my family were, like, devout Muslims, and I never experienced a Christmas before. But he's living with somebody, like his roommates, and he can't go home for to his family, so he's experiencing his first Christmas. And he put up this, like, tweet thread about, like, observations that he made about Christmas that he, like, never realized before, mm-hmm. and they were fucking great, because they were all true. The one was, like, legitimately, like, Christmas is, a is like, a second full-time job. It's like, you think you got time to hang out on the weekends? Nope, you're putting up lights. Like, you think you got time to do this? Nope, you're buying presents. I never thought about that. But, there like, it was, yeah. like, nine tweets long, and it was all, like, damn, that's pretty fucking dead it's on. Expensive, it is expensive. expensive. And he was, like, people were so, like, strict about their traditions too like if you eat this you have to eat this or like the comfort the comfort well i mean everybody has family traditions we have the italian side we do we do it that way or like making pit cells or making ravioli or things like that everybody has their thing this has been detailed on this very podcast well i will say this um one thing i noticed when i went to college and i didn't really notice it until i went to college was the fact that i really didn't know that many different people of different religious backgrounds everybody from the northeast is basically catholic Catholic, roman catholic Ken, you grew up in a little bit of a different environment. You got, you had friends who celebrated Hanukkah and things like that. Yeah, a little bit. You know, some people celebrate mixed Hanukkah, bag, if you will. But it's still also, I mean, Delco very much. The yeah, same Irish Catholic. I Irish would love. I would like to experience Hanukkah. I'd like to experience somebody else's culture. Like I'm interested in that kind of stuff, and especially now that like I've lived more, you've lived outside the Northeast bubble. I'm interested. Yeah. So yeah. or like Ramadan, things like that. Like I, I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm actually just like I'm unaware of these things. But I thought it was cool to see somebody's outside perspective on on Christmas because it's been the same thing for 28 years for me. Like you know what I mean? So yeah, it doesn't change much. Nope, right. it doesn't. Kind of getting sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> Need to switch up my holidays. Yeah. Uh, the third thing I saw here, and this was just happened after the, the football game. So Akib Talib, former former cornerback in the NFL was uh, the color analyst for today's Eagles-Cardinals game. So good. Fucking outstanding. Awesome. I will admit, in the beginning, I was like, I didn't know who it was, and I was like, this is definitely yeah, different. Yeah, called him Akib, and I was like, there's no one else. That, that could be, be Akib Tlaib, exactly. But I was like, it's funny, because he like he had like this reputation as like the bad boy of the league, and usually when like they like bring in announcers, it's like fucking like Tony Romo or like Troy Aikman. Or, yeah, like, there's that paragon of what it is, but he kind of had like the player's angle. Like you said, like... I, it feels like you were on the sideline. Side yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was a much more casual approach. That's fire analysis so. by you. You, that, should be, you should be... Uh, I mean, it's, me and, it's me and Akib Tlaib <laughs> next time. down to Colin Budney with the... Live report. Yo, it's crazy as fuck yeah. down here. Tony is it's just nuts. Like, dude, Cameron Johnson's in the fucking blue tent, bro. <laughs> Yo, he got his shit fucked up on that play. That. No, but what I was going to say was, first off, give feed me a keep to leave as the color analyst. I yeah. loved it. Awesome. After I got used to, after I got used to that style of analysis of more of like a player's approach, I was like, I feel like I'm like sitting with a player watching the game. Like I'm on the sideline. But like Twitter was having a field day because of the way like he'd say some shit and he kept saying Kyler Murray's name too fast and it blended together and it, sa- it kept sounding like he said calamari <laughs> and <laughs> I went on Twitter and like the first three tweets I saw were all a picture of fried calamari and I was like what the fuck is going on here and then I went and like I listened to the video and it legitimately he says it so fast like calamari, calamari yeah. yeah and yeah. I was I was like that's fucking outstanding yeah. I lo- I like having a player in the booth and yeah. I don't count Tony Romo because he sa- like he sounds like a traditional well, <laughs> like quarterback speed. He's guy. good though. He like he's he, the broadcasting side. Like yes, the both he's, player broadcaster. Yeah. To, to, um, 
Haleeb is more player than broadcaster. Exactly. Romo is a right down the middle, maybe a little bit more broadcaster yeah. than player. Well, I will say, too, like it, it doesn't always work having former players in the booth. Jason Witten sucked terrible. balls. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's just not a production guy. Like he did, He's a like, robot. He, you could tell he just got like nervous and probably clammed up a couple times. Like, Sorry, it shit happens. Hilarious. Pulled a rabbit oh, out hilarious. of his head. Nothing was funnier <laughs> than the fact that that motherfucker had hair after all those years of not having hair. Because of the Raiders. Bix it, yeah, oh yeah, just Bix it, which is the way you got it, like, because it's like, yo, we know it's it's not real, <laughs> like, especially if like out. you're a big dude, just yeah. buzz it, you can buzz it, you're fine. Yeah, shout out Justin Herbert for eliminating their season. Yo, that Justin Herbert's good, dude. He's not really a good young quarterback. Good. Yeah. All right, now that we're here, let's just go through it real quick. Eagles game, I loved it. I had a great fucking time watching this game, and I will admit this was one time I'll give Eric his credit. I was a little bitch in the first quarter. I think what was my text message I said? Like, fuck this team. Yeah, like I get it. That like, was right before the pump lock, though, and then you're just like, oh, you know what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally, like, as you forgave me, I totally, like, like fell into the pit with you of despair. Dude, Jalen Hurts, man. I, dude, so interesting for next year. That's all I can think about. I... The game Part, was great, though. No, he was outstanding. And yeah. I, what am I going to say? Because Dana, Dana, my wife has pointed this out, and I think it's finally true that I can admit this. I will fight to the death for whoever is behind center for the Eagles. Like, I really oh, will. Because yeah, <clears throat> you do. During the game, the during bro. the game, I was like, in the beginning, I was like very depressed. And then as the game went on, I was like, come on, Jalen, you got this. Come on, Jalen. I was like, yeah, yeah. oh, dude, that was a fucking bullshit call. Like, Jalen didn't do this. Dana was yeah, like, oh, so you're a Hurts guy now. And I was like, yeah, he's wearing, the, he's wearing the helmet. He's, he's wearing, wearing the, the helmet, and he's fuck, yeah, He's outstanding. Like, it's not even a but no, because she, she always gives not me that, shit. Yeah, She's not. always like, well, you didn't like Nick Foles. And I was like, that's different. Very I love Nick Foles when he was the quarterback. But when it's because Carson's knee was shredded to baloney. Yeah. Like, it, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't a matter of me not liking Nick. It was a matter of me knowing Carson was our quarterback. Now I don't know. And whoever's going to be under center, Dude. I'm going to live and die for. Ready for this? Go ahead. Jalen Hurts. What was Hurts' stat line? So, 24 completions, uh, 11 rushes for 63 yards and a touchdown, and uh, 338 and three touchdowns. Just outstanding. Sick. He threw a couple balls Sick. that should have been picked. I uh, will say he hit he hit uh, Jordan Hicks in the chest with a pass, and he dropped it. Yeah, at least it was like, I feel like that could have been a bunch of shit. Like, I feel like he was sharp for the most part. But oh, he had a bunch that's of every rookie quarterback. It, yeah, 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 yeah. He does there. a great yeah, job yeah. of sliding up in the pocket. He runs, He yeah. and he gets yards. He, yeah. He's poised. My Very one, poised. My one criticism, like, I don't. I feel like this was Doug more than Jalen Hurts, but, like, I don't know if you guys noticed, but in the third and fourth quarter and second half a lot, he would roll out to his left. Yeah, he rolls like, out with to the his, other but side. But his shoulders would be square to yes. the other sideline. Yeah. And, like, I don't see, like... Dude, if you're putting any quarterback in that position off the jump, it's like, a fail. It's a it's a spot that, to fail. I just that like befuddled me. Yeah, I just, like I, no, I understand. Doug, the Doug confuses me a lot. I understand the concept. Like you're trying to he like you're just assuming he's going to get into open space and have some. But time why to do look, you why do you only move the pocket with Jalen? Because everybody knows that Carson's better when you move the pocket. He moves the pocket constantly with Hurts. Yeah. He never plays to Wentz's strengths ever. I got some juicy Carson shit. Good juicy Carson. Juicy Carson tea. shit. <laughs> Band name. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. So, like everyone, like like a take has been like the like the Peterson Wentz relationship is completely fractured, right? Yeah. Like, all right. So, hasn't it been largely accepted that uh, Carson likes to hurry up? Yeah. Why is that? So he doesn't because have to, he's, he's called to play. Plays, ah. Yeah. Doug's been criticized all year for poor play calling. That's the rift right there, Holmes. Yeah. I mean, c- completely, there's something wrong there. I will say what has shocked me, actually, is... is he has to start next year. I, I think he's going to be gone. Nah. I do. Did you see that report from Schefter? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah, a common sense. First off, you know Schefter could have just... That's common sense. Of course, he doesn't want to be yeah, a fucking backup. Anyone could have tweeted that. Yeah, 100%. Kind of. Right. Yeah, that's not like... I, yeah. What is whatever. News, right? We won't, won't like, leave the Eagles till next week, whatever. But I just want to say, yeah, like, yeah. that was the most fun I had watching an Eagles game all year. We didn't yes. even win, and I had a great fucking Very time. Yeah. The defense. Well, you brought up Alex Singleton. That kid's a fucking stud. Yeah. He's... Keep him. Hold on to him. Hold please. on to him. No, yeah. we'll, we'll probably let him go and then draft somebody in the seventh round or some shit like that. But yeah, at the end of the day, we lost because DeAndre Hopkins made a fucking. It's unbelievable. Nice. Unbelievable. You can't, yeah. What can you do? He's, he's just. Well, could've we, we could have we could have traded for him. Could have been, dude. Long is, story. That was awesome by Akeem Talib that he was like, "How do you trade this man?" He was like, legitimately. How, he was legitimately like, "How the fuck?" And and the dude was like, "Are you questioning?" 
Bill O'Brien, he was like, bro, everyone's questioning Bill O'Brien. <laughs> he doesn't have a job anymore. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. So that was the wildest <laughs> shit that we see on the internet. Let's move into what the fuck we've been listening to. I'll go, then Ken, then Eric. Uh, my first pick, it's a me and Ken pick, Beastie Boys. I was running through Ooh, Paul's yeah. Boutique today while I ran. I picked Eggman. It's amazing to me that Paul's Boutique was hated when it first came out because it's such a classic. High Plains Drifter, Eggman, uh, fucking, it's such a great record. I think it's one of those records that when it came out, it was so different at the time. It was weird. That people weren't ready to. Well, and it also wasn't their first record, which it, it was like so beloved, and it's it was kind of like uh, gimmicky in a certain I perspective. Mean, it was you took Led Zeppelin samples. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Bro. Well, I mean, it had so many weird songs, and it was more rock and roll, and they come yeah. out with like a Is classic. That the truth? I did not know that. Well, well yeah. Licenses it ill. The like, whole they, album. So a bunch of it. Yeah. They much. they say they sample the ocean and like a bunch of shit like that. Um, it, Is it, it like to the actual Led Zeppelin yeah, record? Yeah. She she's crafty. She's Is crafty. yeah. Is is. God, when the levee breaks, Robin is stealing. Yeah, I gotta double check that. I'm not gonna say yes or no, but you're (laughs) probably right. But but regardless, Rick Rubin did it. Yeah. So, but I will say, like, and then they come out with this classic hip hop album. It's so. But the thing that always shocks me about the Beastie Boys every time I listen is the intricacy of every line, every other word somebody will be rapping. They'll do something where they're just going down a line. It's like. Trade-offs, yeah. The trade-offs, but and then it's one, two, three. I, I always wonder how like fucking quick, quick like, yeah, like yeah. word for word switches. Uh-huh. It's fucking amazing. So shouts out to the Beastie Boys. I picked uh, Eggman off of Paul's Boutique. Ken, your first pick? My first pick is actually going to be, it's going to be, both my songs are off the same album. I listened to the new Paul McCartney album. Oh, cool. I haven't gotten into it yet. Like that. So far, what I've heard, I've really liked. The third song on the album, and I'm not going to lie because my phone's over there. <laughs> it's called like Falling Deep or something, but it's an eight minute long song. Really? And it's very cool. I wonder how he wrote it and recorded it because he, he played it. Apparently, he did it all himself. He did it all himself and produced everything himself. Wow. So it was just him doing everything. It's eight minutes long, and it's kind of like he came up with this riff and idea and was like, I'm going to sit in this space and Sounds see right down my how head. different. Like, I think there's a time change at the end, and he just kind of. Production, putting stuff on top of certain parts and taking it away. It's just a very cool recording if you're into that kind of stuff. Yo, you'll dig yeah. this too. So I was watching his Howard Stern interview this week. He went on Howard Stern, did an interview, and Howard Stern basically asked him, like, how do you write your songs? And he was like, I'll just sing them into my iPhone when I write them. And uh, yeah. he was like, how many do you have? How many voice memos? And he looked, 2,400 voice memos. Wow. And a lot of them are how I do it too, where it's just like He's 15... The 64 fif- yeah, 15-second long <laughs> things where it's just like... Like just humming into the phone. Oh, he's and, definitely and, like a hummer whistling kind and, of guy. And Howard Stern goes, "Can you play me one?" And he plays this song he wrote called "John Shoes," and it's literally about how would he have seen things from John Lennon's point of view when the Beatles broke up. Deep as fuck. Mm, Shouts out to Howard Stern for getting that kind of an answer out of somebody. He's great at what he does. Uh, but yeah, I need to give. Is there any uh, features on the album? I don't not that I've seen so far. I have Why to not if it was just him, right? Well, last album he co-wrote uh, a lot with Ryan Tedder from One Direction or from One Republic. Okay, you so know what? When we go around, my second song we'll kind of get into that. So okay, yeah, yeah. All right, in that. E, what's your yeah. first song? Uh, no, uh, Dogs by Pink Floyd, bro. Oh, interesting. Okay. I know that shit. I've never gotten to animals. Uh, yeah, you know what? I never. Pink Floyd is one of those bands I know the hits and I appreciate everything that's on the radio, but I've Me never too. made the deep dive into Pink Floyd. I've never taken a deep, deep dive, but I, wa- I like watched like dude David Gilmore has this live Pompeii. It's oh, he's so cool. Despicable. He's such a great guitar player. Yeah, um, but Dogs, yeah, is obviously from Animals. And uh, funny thing about the song, like as any parent, like my mom is like disapproving of me smoking weed or whatever. But she told me, <laughs> how could she still be disapproving? <laughs> I mean, whatever. I don't care. I'm still gonna do it. Um, badass. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> that is you, such a, that's such a stepdad Terry fucking you. thing to say. Yeah. He's like, I don't care what my mom thinks. It's like, Eric, you're 27. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Move out. <laughs> Terry, you're 45. Get a job. Never, mom. You're not going to Stepdad Terry, stop going back to the fucking skate park. You're never going to be pro. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so my mom told me that, like, I was, she has it on vinyl. And she said that she used to smoke weed and listen to that album. Oh, and so Kim like, getting high. I, now I see where <laughs> it comes cool. in the bloodline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Mom. I wonder if my dad was there. <laughs> Maybe. She pr- he probably fucking showed her. Honestly. He showed <laughs> Here's her how you write a tight Jimmy. <laughs> my, my dad never drank or smoked weed. Like, I never seen my dad do either. For real? I seen my dad have maybe one cocktail. I've dad drink before, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. He doesn't smoke Stogies, which I find weird. Yeah. The whole family smokes Stogies. Square. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, because you're bringing up Pink Floyd. 
I was watching an interview with David Gilmore. They were talking about uh, it was just the uh, anniversary of Wish You Were Here, the album. Word. Apparently, when they went in to cut that album, the only songs they had was every song for the album Animals under a different name. And Roger Waters shot all of them down. Really? The only thing they had was Shine On Crazy Diamond and then four songs that would eventually become songs for animals, but they had different names. So they, was all, they were all written before Wish You Were Here. Wow. Oh, wow. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Interesting. Good picky. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, my <laughs> second pick, I went with Sturgill Simpson. Uh, I went with uh, Keep Between the Lines. Oh, I love that song. First off, what a fucking uh, album. Is what it? an album, dude. First off, that motherfucker, he just put out two albums this year called uh, Cutting Grass, Volumes 1 and 2. And what it is, it's, it's, nice. it's redos of all of his catalog, but done as like a bluegrass band. So it's like a banjo and a mandolin and an acoustic. And it's really, really, really cool. But uh, what? It's Sailor's Guide to the Universe is the name of the what? album. That's probably one of the best albums in the past. 10 it's years. so fucking good. Uh, roar, uh, uh, Breakers Roar. Um, Call of Arms, the last song at the end. Oh, so good. And then uh, the In Bloom cover. In Bloom cover. So uh, that's why I started listening today when I was running. Song. Uh, yeah, it's my favorite Nirvana song too. Shouts, brothers, brothers. <laughs> Cousins, whatever. Oh, brothers. <laughs> uh, but no, I just got to say, shout out to Sturgill Simpson. He's a fucking genius, and he's a really genuine human being. If you listen to him talk, great album. So Keep Between the Lines by Sturgill Simpson. Can okay, so what I alluded to, because I'm going to go with another McCartney song off uh, his album. Illusion. He has a song called Sliding, which I swear to God, Colin, mm. and you guys listen to it. He went in there and was like, probably listening to Queens of the Stone Age. No like, shit. I'm going to make a Queens of the Stone Age song because it wow. sounds very Josh Ami, very Queens of the Stone Age. Like, Sick. Uh, that's when you said like co-writes and stuff. I was like, I wonder if yeah, he huh. worked with Josh Homme. I wonder something. if he maybe picked something up off of them crooked vultures. vultures. Like maybe, maybe he like saw yeah, that. Hey, there's something to may- yeah, maybe there's something to it. If like yeah. John Paul Think Jones, is- like, I'll show yeah, you. I'll yeah. show you John Paul Jones. Should yeah, exactly. Play bass. <laughs> I mean, you just got. Like, <laughs> I've come to respect so. the Beatles more as I've gotten older. Oh, they're sick. It's unfucking believable. It's unfucking believable. No one close. Now, once again, that that um Howard Stern interview with with Paul McCartney was really cool because he asked him about his process about him how him and John used to write, and he's like, we just come in. Drink a cup of coffee, songs, right? and we would just write for three hours, and it'd be done, and we'd just go cut it. They wouldn't even show it to George or Ringo till they got in the studio. They were just so good, at they it, were just like, so fucking. It was a machine. Yeah, that's pretty two sick, of them. dude. Two of them, best songwriting and not, tandem, and of not all to time, mention the fact you have another amazing songwriter in the other side yeah, of the George room Harrison. that you boxed out. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then of course you have Ringo writing Octopus's Garden. What's the name of his triple record? Who? Uh, George Harrison, dude. I think it might just be George Harrison. It, it was it was just the anniversary of the album recently. I know, just, dude. So fucking. My awesome. sweet lord, but like most of my, mm-hmm. and this is such a fucked up thing to say because it's such a hipster thing to say. Most of my favorite like standout Beatles songs are George Harrison songs. I think something is the best Beatles. Oh. It's it's fucking Christ. incredible. It's it's it's. And no, I love, but yeah. I love McCartney. T- I, I John Lennon's voice always like didn't annoy me, but it never caught me. Paul McCartney has a perfect voice. Just the pop, you know, pop genius. Perfect, yeah. Uh, I should have said when we did uh, songs that you hate, but everyone else loves. I should have said Imagine. I don't like Imagine either. But Instant Karma by by John oh. Lennon, oh. one of the best fucking Cold Sick. Turkey's a great song. great song. He has great songs. I will say that. But like, if you had to say just like if I had to pick one Beatle that I'd like to spend a day with writing, I'd pick Paul McCartney in the second. He also seems to get some bass like, lines. Hey, I <laughs> thought of this melody. It'd be like <laughs> sick as shit. This kind of reminds fuck. me of when I wrote "Hey Jude," <laughs> or like "Let It Be." You know what I mean? Like, so. like, never. Can you play it? I never heard it. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, the let it be. There and they came out with that. Well, yeah, because "Let It Be" was when they all hated each other, and that was the last fucking record. Mm. And the songs on that album, the the long and winding yeah, road, all the ones that you hear. Get now. back, yeah, I know. And like "Let It Be." "Let It Be" was the first song I ever learned how to play on the piano. Yeah, I learned right. how to play at Uncle Jerry's when I was 10 on New Year's Eve. Huh. You know they have that piano? Yes. My dad showed me how to play one chord, and I figured out how to play uh, Let It Be. Yeah. Damn, I'm like smart or something. All right, <laughs> you go for your last pick. Uh, ain't shit. Uh, my last pick's a little uh, like touchy emotionally. It's like uh, <laughs> Nana. Yeah, a little emotional poke. It's like uh, Nana by the 1975. It's on the second record, so it's like, okay. uh, you know that one? Yeah. It's like the acoustic one. It's like about his grandma dying, and uh, it's just like if you listen to it, it's very like sweet and acoustic, and it's like sad. It's sad, but it's like at the end, like it resolves like lyrically in this way. He's talking about like he's going into detail about like he's t- he's talking about like a grown up man dressed in white like thought might just save your life tonight, like the doctor couldn't save his grandma and shit. Um, but then he 
at the the last verse he's talking about like like I'm gonna play like I don't know the exact lyrics, but he's basically saying like I'm gonna play this song live like in front of like fifty thousand people, and it's like you never left. Wow! Wow! So it's like really Maddie like, Healy. Yeah, can write his ass off. Oh, great, yeah. great songwriter. Yeah, good picky. That was a weird one. Like in a good way. In a good way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a deep cut. It. Deep cuts only. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that was what the fuck we've been listening to. We are going into our first ever double coronavirus survival guides today. We're going into a Christmas theme. Daunting task. Before we do, big shout out to Body Armor. Thank you for sending us all of the product, Body Armor. We really appreciate it. Keeping us hydrated. Smashing them over our domes after we're done in the studio. The fucking best. Always pick the fruit punch. Ken likes the mango. Er- no, you like the strawberry banana? No. No, it's me. He likes it. Oh, yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. There's just so many fucking flavors. They're all they're delicious. Drop us, dude. Shut up, dude. No, they're not. Uh, also, High Brew Coffee, 10% off all online purchases with promo code FOXTROT. Grab it at Wawa. You know you're there. Fucking grab it. Get energized. Mm-hmm. Do it. All right. Let's go into our first coronavirus survival guide. They're both Christmas-themed, and it's the best of Christmas. We are doing first the best Christmas TV or movies. So TV episodes or movies, because I, we were going to do just movies, but there's not enough good Christmas movies. Like, the best Christmas entertainment for your eyes. Exactly. Okay. Eyeball entertainment. And then the last one, which I think is the holy grail of questions, best Christmas songs. We've done the worst. Now we're doing the best. Mm. So let's go into this. We're going to do TV and movies first. Okay. This time, I'm going to let Eric start, then Ken, then Thank me. God. Yeah, I didn't want to <laughs> get to All right, Eric, go first, buddy. What's your first pick for TV and movies? What am I going to say? The Office Season 2. Office. Come on. Oh, Christmas Vacation. No. I don't fucking know. Elf. Go. Oh, I had Elf on my Elf list. Is Elf is the best Christmas movie. Yeah, like Elf on like every fucking day in December it or is. whatever. So like, you can just catch it. Fight on yes. right now. So yeah. turn on Watch AMC. Watch it fucking 17 times. Like, I will say, though, it's a bitch, though, because month. they've taken they took it off Netflix, and now it's only on Amazon. You have to buy it. You can't, you can't like just watch it. Like on, it used to be on Netflix year round, and then yeah, it's so, fucking Bezos, that was man. Directly from Bezos's brain. You should literally like those holiday movies should just be free. Oh hell yeah, yeah dude. Just come together, everyone. Hulu, Netflix, they get in Amazon. The off that's that's what it's free. Yeah, <laughs> listen here, you you heartless corporations, do something nice for us for the holidays. Children, e, think of yeah, the children. Yeah, e, that was a, that was a, that was that was that, that was a layup. That was a good yeah, one. That was the, you, all right, Ken, go for your first pick. The first one is a very personal one to me. Jingle All the Way. Ah, the, the best. underrated Christmas movie of all time. I think it's the best. Sinbad, man. Sinbad. The ultimate Christmas village. He bombed the radio station. <laughs> That's worse than The Grinch. That's worse than anyone. Fucking Sinbad is a great villain. Arnold Schwarzenegger killed it. And, um... What's his name? Is the guy um, he passed? Away. Phil Hartman. Oh, Phil Isn't Hartman was too? fucking great as the skeezy neighbor. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah, that was the fucking cookies. great. Yeah, no, I just love the fact that like the one cop keeps getting hurt every every time he sees him, and at the end he's dressed <laughs> up as Turbo Man, and he's there's looking at each other. He's like, "You're really easy on the force, Turbo yeah. Man." <laughs> he's like, "Sorry about everything." <laughs> I think I did the Joel Embiid voice for <laughs> for all those. I can't do Let's accents. Uh, okay, two great picks. I'm going for the first TV pick. Of course, I have to pick The Office. I picked season three, Benny Hanna Christmas. I think two-parter, the, yeah, that's the, the two-parter, the best, the best yeah. Christmas episode. Michael with the bike in the beginning, Creed taking the the present out of yeah. the the bin. Yes. Uh, just the best Christmas episode. And then my favorite part of the episode is when uh, Angela's freaking out and. Dwight comes up to try and like dissolve the committee to plan parties, and Jim comes up and he's like, "As the ranking number two, I'm here to verify. I'm here, I'm starting a new committee known as the committee to verify the." The eligibility of the two committees. He's like, he's like, he's like, quiet. I'm in session. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> this committee is valid. And Dwight's yeah. like, can I appeal? He's like, no. Well, can I join the committee? He's like, no. Motion denied. Motion denied. Goes, ah. <laughs> that is the best Christmas episode of any TV show ever. So, uh, season three of The Office, Benny Hanna Christmas, my pick. Uh, e, your second pick. My is, second pick. Um, you're without Santa Claus. Oh, the animated one? Yes. Yeah, okay. that's good. I didn't even go that far back. I didn't yeah. think that far. That's just like my mom and dad really like that. So Is that the like Heat old. Miser, Snow Miser? Yeah. Oh, uh, hell so yeah. it's like old. You, like, you team Heat Miser or Snow Guy? Uh, I'm, team, snow guy. I'm team Snow Miser, but... Snow Miser, Richie, yeah. shout out Richie Barnett. Was, uh, he, he is the he, Heat Miser, He was bro. Heat Miser for Halloween. It was fucking tremendous. Uh, no one was ever yeah. born to do anything more than Richie Barnett was to be Heat Miser. Yeah, it's a layup. He's going to be featured in the... The uh, live action. 
But um, yeah, that movie's just like old comfort, you know. Yeah, hell yeah. No, that's a good. That's like a good like. It's like Christmas Eve and they throw that shit on. So I, I agree. Let's go pick. Uh, Ken, pick number two. Perfect segue. Speaking of Christmas Eve, because mine's on for twenty four hours on Christmas Eve, which is a Christmas story. Cool. Uh see, I was gonna go against that. Like, I was like, let's see if nobody picks it. See, it's I great. Like <laughs> I grew up also watching it on Christmas Eve. So did I. I. Yeah, yeah. But it's so burnt out for me though. Like, I was saying, I said this on Thanksgiving. I was at my wife's family's house and it came on, and we were all in the living room. And we we're like. You guys want to watch this? Like, yeah. like it's, I, I can it's, only watch Christmas football. Eve, though. Oh, like, me too. I agree. It, it, it's out one time, one day yeah, a year yeah, you yeah. can watch it. Yeah. If you do anything more Just than that, get it out of the way. Watch, uh, I got a fucked up one for my second one. Bad Santa. Bad Santa's fucking outstanding. Shit. I've actually never seen it fully. I've like only seen the beginning. Oh my God. Bad Santa is so fucking Bob funny. Thornton. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever seen the kid who is like the one that Billy Bob Thornton is like living in the kid's house because the kid thinks he is Santa Claus. He's like <laughs> this little chubby goofball and he doesn't know the kid's name for most of the movie. Yeah. And it turns out the kid's name is Thurman Merman. <laughs> and Billy Bob Thornton in his voice just goes, your fucking name is Thurman Merman. <laughs> He's like, Jesus Christ, that's why the kids are kicking the shit out of you all the time. <laughs> it's such a fucked up movie, but it is so funny. Bad Santa is so good. Yeah. I never saw the second one because I didn't want to ruin the first one for myself. Bad Santa, great fucking pick. So Stank. my second one is Bad Santa. Eric? Uh, Moroccan Christmas. Ooh, hell yeah. When, uh, we got a live one. Yeah. Just Fire. Burning. Dwight and Angela are having sex. That's when uh, he outs that whole thing. Don't act like you're so surprised. Andy's like Andy's like saying goodbye to them. He has no idea. He's like, Merry Christmas and to all a good night. <laughs> Tough crowd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, Dude, what? Is that the one when uh, Meredith is like, I'm not addicted to alcohol. Yes. He's like, I'm addicted to porn. And everybody's <laughs> like, Do you ever on fire. Do you ever have a drink to celebrate an occasion? Yeah. Do you ever have a, a, a drink to alter your state of mood? Yeah. Under the influence of alcohol, do you ever question the teachings <laughs> of the Mormon church? <laughs> Where, Where did you get, get this? this? From a website. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's a good one. I, I like that one yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's also a classic gym line when he walks up to Andy when he's playing the fucking sitar and he's like, yeah. hey, you taking requests? He's like, yeah. He's like, stop, please. Stop. We're having a party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great one. Uh, all right, Ken, second pick? You know what? For or the third sake pick. of um, everyone taking an office pick, I'll go um, Fancy Christmas. Ah, okay. uh, yeah. Also, a two-parter when Skip, skip, it, skip, it, blue. I could get a jazz trio for a half hour or hire a bassist all day. Yeah. <laughs> like, boom, boom. Yeah. That's a good one. It throws out, uh, throws out Woody. That's when the <laughs> snowball fight with Jim and. Uh, oh White. yeah, yeah. What's yeah. his name in that? The, his Santa Claus name. Oh, Santa Bond. He's like Santa Bond. Bond. Yes. Santa Bond. <laughs> I mean, now now that we've gotten through the office, uh, season six when uh, that's the Phyllis Santa. That's the Phyllis Santa one. Yeah. That's fucking. Don't make me get Bob involved. What will Bob do? I sh- I've said too that's much. Yeah. One of my that. favorite lines is when um, he comes he's up. trying to pull Ryan on his lap. He's like, I need this. I need this. Yeah. He's like, like, he's like, come sit on my lap. And <laughs> whether or not I'm a man, you will have no doubt. <laughs> no, that's a fucking outstanding episode. Uh, and then season two, of course, I feel like we didn't pick. Season two because it's too much of a layup. It's too much of a classic. Uh, season two is Yankee Swap, and then they have oh, the party. Yeah, I mean, that's a great that. fucking episode. But like, season two is so high quality. I just kind of skip over it because it's like too fucking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last pick. Let's see. I have a bunch. I have a couple honorable mentions here. I want to go with the Grinch strictly for the fact that Jim Carrey. Grinch? No fucking. See, I'm I don't talking, like the Jim Carrey Grinch. No, I have to say the Jim Carrey version strictly because I watched it recently. For an actor to sell out that hard into a fucking role and just like abandon the embarrassment factor because like everything he does is so fucking cartoonish it's just yeah. so well done and i've he seen he's a good so- actor for the role I oh my that. god but i'm just thinking like everything he does like everybody on set must have been like this guy's a fucking weirdo but yeah. it's just like i, I watched he's the best guy he oh dude i heard he's an amazing human being yeah. but i mean I, I i watched it recently and i was like dude, this guy really went the fuck all out also crazy as shit cindy lou who the Wait, actress she's um it's taylor momsen from the yeah. pretty reckless yeah, that's yeah. awesome fucking awesome yep uh, so shout out to Jim Carrey. Uh, here's a couple honorable mentions that I had. If you guys haven't seen Shit's Creek, have you watched that show? Seen a couple. Episodes, I saw like haven't. the first season, and I liked it gets it. way I better. Never, it gets yeah. way better as it goes. The yeah. Christmas episode of Shit's Creek is fucking outstanding. It's one of the best. I didn't pick it because I didn't know if you guys had seen it, and I didn't want to like have like an awkward silence to be like I never seen it. Okay, so. good pick, man. It's fucking <laughs> yeah. no. It's it, it's really that show is really fucking good. Yeah. Invest the time. It's good. 
I also wrote down the Harold and Kumar Christmas special because I love it. Uh, with uh, Wafflebot. If you need to that. see it, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, so that was our picks for best Christmas movies and TV. Now it's time for the motherfucking Thunderdome. It's time for top Christmas songs. Those are coming off. This one, I'm going first, then Ken, then Eric. And I'm going for my first pick. I don't think you guys would have picked this, but in my opinion, it's my favorite Christmas song. Uh, this Christmas by Donny Hathaway. Yeah, it was on my list. God, it's so <laughs> good. It's such a that groove. Oh my God, it's so fucking good. And the Chris Brown does a really good version of it too. He does. The Donny Hathaway version. That's the good all time goat Christmas song. Here's the thing too. Are we going specific performances or just the songs I themselves? I think you can kind of just pick the song. the song and then if you Signal, like another, single like out a single one. Yeah. yeah. All right. So first one it's off the board. Passes. First one off the board is This Christmas by Donny Hathaway. Man, Ken? That's a good pick. I have that on my Thank list. you very much. I appreciate that. Um, okay. You know what? I'm going to take it now because it's first round quality. All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. I mean, okay. it, she makes $600,000 a year off that song. Yes. So awesome. For an original Christmas song, too. Like, you know, like, every year bands put out shitty Christmas songs. And That's like kind of like, when did that come out? What 95. That, I feel like, is, like, the bookmark. The co- yeah. Like after that, Christmas songs kind of... Tailored off. Downhill. Yeah, no. Yeah. That song's a fucking bad... That shit, well. you know that shit is hot. Because if it comes on during the summer at a bar, everyone still freaks out. Yep. Catchy as hell. Catchy as hell. I will say, shout out to... The boobs, Michael Buble does a good red shit also. The boobs can be the top picks on all of this. Because Michael Buble yeah, is the go. renditions of every song we're going to oh, yeah. pick. Oh, yeah. Michael Buble, right, the now. boobs is the fucking man. All right, E, your first pick. My first pick is this. Uh, I found out recently there was some hate associated with the song, uh, Wonderful Christmas Time. Is that what it's called? Simply By having a wonderful Christmas time. I love that song. I love that song, too. Bow, bow, bow. I can, you know what? I can see if it came on constantly, you could get kind of. But yeah, yeah, that's better than so. This is Christmas. Definitely. See, I love it's that so song. I don't have it on my list, but I do love that song. It's I don't, played I don't out. Like that song, but I, I definitely think it. it, it yeah, that's a Paul McCartney song. should try writing more original Christmas Paul songs because I feel like he'd be good at it. Podcast. Paul McCartney, I always say this, wrote a song about his dog called Martha, my dear, that is one of yeah, the most beautiful album. songs of all fucking time. And after I found that out, I'm like, this man could write a song about the phone book, and it would be fucking fantastic. So. Uh, good pick. You br- you brought that one. up last time, so I knew that you were going to have that. My second pick, and of course this makes sense. We all knew this was coming, but I'm not picking the Bruce Springsteen song you think I'm going to pick. I picked Merry Christmas, Baby. It was originally done by oh, Otis yeah. Redding. Okay. Yeah, that, we played that live. We played that live. Yeah, we last did. year for at World Cafe Live. For that corporate. Yeah, yeah for yeah. the corporate thing. Merry Christmas, oh. baby. You sure did dream I, I remember because we kept joking and saying, Merry Christmas, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's my favorite fucking Christmas song. I will say this is a little piece of Colin trivia for you guys. The first song I ever oh. played live ever was in fifth grade for the Christmas talent show. Was that? I St. Charles Barmeo. Uh, I played the song uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town by myself on stage. And I had Al you know Al Kozinski? Yep. Al Kozinski standing side stage, who is the most he he had like terrible stage fright, so he wouldn't come on a stage with me, but he yeah. stood behind the curtain and played sleigh bells. <laughs> nice. And uh <laughs> we got on stage and I looked at him and I was like, he was like and I was like, just fucking go. He started yeah. doing it, and I did it, and it was that was the first thing I ever played was Santa Claus is coming to town. So, nice. shout out to Bruce, shout out to Otis Redding, Merry Christmas, shout baby. Out shout out Eric, uh, Ken, second pick. <laughs> so my second pick, you know, this one I might get. I feel like this is kind of the same. I might get flack for this. I like Last Christmas by Wham. Oh, it's a fucking great song. Is that Last, last Christmas, Christmas? You I gave me my heart and the very next I think it's a great song. Oh, my God. It's oh, fucking amazing. Like also, oh, Jimmy yeah. Eat World does an awesome cover. I've heard that. It's really good. Alert. That's Spo- my second pick. Is it? Yeah. Oh, Stolen. dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Damn it. Uh, well, all right. Well, no band rendition. No, move on to another song. Fucked up. Oh, I'm sorry. But no, Hold I up. agree. Also, if sorry, you want, sir. That selection has been made. <laughs> another, another like back thing. I was listening to the song "Forgive You" by Leon Bridges. Okay. Oh yeah. It sounds exactly like "Last Christmas" by Wham. If you like listen to them side by side, they use a lot of the same effects. Mm. Really? It's in the same key, and I well, it's fucking sweet. But mm. I love "Last Christmas." It's a, it's fucking, a great. Song. That's an all-time I Christmas know, I song. I feel like people don't like it. So it's because it's the it's yeah. probably the most played Christmas song besides Mariah Carey. Just goes to show that Christmas takes is a highly contentious or Christmas songs is a highly contentious. <laughs> Matter of debate. You know what? Can I also say people have come up, told me about the hippopotamus song and how much they hate it. 
No one has defended the thong yet. So no, I agree. I saw I, a lot of people agreed online too. Like I was getting DMs. Like, yeah, the, the bottom of the song sucks. Yeah. Yes. All right, you go for your second pick. Um, Trans Siberian Orchestra. Um, what is that shit called again? Carol of the Carol, Bells. Carol of the Bells. Yeah, you already know what I'm talking about. You already know. I, 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 this I, I is saved, Christmas. So I enjoyable. saved that for you yeah. too because this man had the Were live, the live recording. <laughs> yeah. Of course, I was like, I can't dude. steal it. Yeah, that guitar man was popping off on that shit. <laughs> It was crazy, but yeah, that song's like just like crazy big, like so no. crazy big with bells of holly. <laughs> Any Christmas song that you can put sick guitar solos in. Oh yeah, yeah. That it's the only Christmas song. That, yeah. <laughs> Carol of the Bells is the only Christmas song you can bong a Monster Energy drink to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, my final pick. I do. This is my like favorite traditional Christmas song, and it's just the Christmas song. Uh, originally done by is that uh, chestnuts roasting on chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Is that Nat Cole King? Nat Cole King. Yep. Mm. Uh, no, Nat King Cole. Nat, yes, <laughs> Nat Cole King. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas song by Nat King Cole is the greatest traditional version of a Christmas song. Yeah. It just makes it fucking feel Thanks like Christmas. Vinyl. Oh, dude, it's 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 unfucking believable. Mm. It, it instantaneously, I hear that and I start to melt a little bit inside. Like it's like so one of those warm. things. Yeah, it reminds me of like chestnuts. being a kid. Like yeah. it just like that like. I can turn up to Mariah Carey. Yeah. I can turn up to Wham. I can turn up to Bruce. The Christmas song by Nat King Cole makes it's me just be, it's just it, no, it's just like <laughs> I want to sit down with a drink by a fire and like like yeah, yeah. think Warm about up. all the things I love. Mm-hmm. Or if I listen to Carol of the Bells, I want I want to like bash a bottle over somebody's head and start a fire. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. so uh Nat King Cole, a Christmas song is my last pick. Ken? Okay, I'm gonna go. I got a couple. You know what? This is a song. I just started coming around to because I've been hearing it more. The Kenny Loggins celebrate, celebrate. The, the. You know, you know I don't know this. That? No, it's been coming like up. Be one hundred and one. Celebrate yeah. good times. Come on. All right, well, scratch that. No one knows that. It's <laughs> a Merry <laughs> Christmas. Describe. Describe. Yeah. It's just Kenny Loggins, and it's a Christmas song. So I love it already. <laughs> Time to pop in some Loggins and Messina. Ever, Did I say Messina? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard the common song celebrate? Yeah, he su- he samples celebrate. No Kenny. shit. Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know that. The more you know. Yeah. All right, Ken. Good pick. that nobody know. E, your last pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. This is the best. This is my like neck and cold. Like it's not that. It's a standard. Rocking around the Christmas tree. I like how none of us the words. It's like da 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 da. It's like clearly like a Fender guitar. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, that shit is popping. Fuck yeah. Big popping. Big popping. That's like a classic, like okay, you said, a standard. Has that like your shoulders, that tinny like, like yeah, guitar yeah. solo? Yeah, well, <laughs> I can't believe now that we've gotten to the picks. Like, honorable mention, Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle Bell Rock. The, yeah, the, the yeah. guitar in the beginning. The Run Run Rudolph. Run Run Rudolph. Yeah, Fuck yeah. yeah. Shouts out Chuck Berry. Mm-hmm. Run Run Rudolph covered by every rock band ever because it's the most rock and roll Christmas what about, song. Do you guys like the Eagles Christmas song? Um, Never heard it. Please Come Home for Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That Probably is fucking speaking beautiful. of songs that sound like John Mayer's I'm Gonna Find Another You. <laughs> oh, like wow. I fucking love that song. That is a great fucking song. I'm surprised I didn't get picked. Um, what else? Uh, what else am I thinking? Well, I was listening to. Can I make? Go ahead. Go ahead no, I have to go. Can I make a hot take? This sure. Is totally contradictory, but dude, St. Patrick's Day by John Mayer as a Christmas song. Because he it says sounds no like it should be a, a Christmas song. It's definitely a winter song. No one wants to be alone at Christmas, Christmas time. time. Yeah, that shit is like a. If you listen to that song in the snow, this is like the really diehard debate. He should have. He should have just named it a Christmas title. Yeah, exactly. He could have been caking. Wow. Damn, fuck John Mayer. That's you just blew the bag. People come for. <laughs> this, is, this is the information that people come for. Yeah. We need to have you ever heard the Wolfpex on Christmas in LA? Yeah. That, why is that not on sick. Christmas radio? That's a good it's point. A great it's a great Christmas song. To right. me, like I I was listening to Christmas music today and I put on one specific album. Now you said Michael Bublé. Yeah. She and him's Christmas album, mm. Zoe De Chanel and M Ward. Mm-hmm. It just sounds like exactly. It's like Zoe Deschanel has a very good voice for, for Christmas yeah, music. Voice. Oh my yeah. god, it's perfect. Yeah. It's so she fucking good. She's she's unbelievable. Yeah, an earthly angel. Yeah, she really is an earthly angel, right. and she's also Jess from New Girl. And I could have put any of the New Girl episodes for Christmas, but I know you guys don't watch New Girl. I watch New Girl. Yeah. Those Christmas They're episodes good. are fucking fantastic. Mm. That is the most underrated show, like Out. sitcom of all time. 
It's just it needs time to marinate. Well, I mean, it's becoming a cult classic. Yeah, it's so fucking funny. So. Speaking of stand disease, I mean, I think Frank Sinatra is one of the goats. Of course, man. I don't like his jingle bells. Because it has that stupid J I N G L E bells. Get out of here. Just let Frank do his thing. Yeah. We don't need this Jingle bells, jingle bells. Yeah, just probably hated that shit. Dude, just let Frank do it a cappella. Right. You know what's another great Christmas album? The Weezer Christmas album. Weezer has a Christmas album? Oh, yeah, they do. And it's just the classics with Weezer. <laughs> it's just, it's I can a, feel I'm breaking through. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Terry, turn off that Weezer Christmas album. <laughs> no. Uh, all right, well, that was the episode 69 Christmas Extravaganza. Great coincidence that it was also Christmas. I know. Thank God. Thank God for 69. Thank God for Christmas. <laughs> Thank God for those two things in the same room. Can you believe we're hitting episode 70? Whoa. Whoa. Are we going to be in the new year or are we going to try to? No, we'll do it before New Year. Okay. We need to pop bottle of champagne on the That's new true. on the New Year's one. I will do that. Yeah, you will. <laughs> Eric loves some Mosies. I'm not a champagne guy. Really? I only like champagne for occasions, but Are I'm you not. You guys, um, eggnog guys. I like anything creamy that it, I can but drink. I don't seek it out. You should. I, I'm a white Russian <laughs> guy, and we know this. Yeah. Get some eggnog. Self, get some some Ruskies, babe. I love me some white Ruskies. Yeah. Is that, I like your, a, is that your holiday drink? It's my holiday drink. Have to cut that. Do you have a holiday <laughs> drink, Eric? Because I'm eggnog. Do you have a holiday drink? Champagne. Uh, wine. Oh, no, wine, wine is I good. Drink, I agree. I don't drink wine other than Thanksgiving and Christmas, really. Eric comes down with the fan with a bottle. <laughs> I'm all fucked yeah. up. Yeah. What's up? Eric, that wine is for everyone. I fucking love you guys, I man. I love my family. He's got like a Woodridge Farms like jug. <laughs> my mouth's like all stained red. Yeah. No, uh, White Russians, I brought this up on the podcast before, but from Thanksgiving to New Year's, it's White Russians. Oh, is an alcoholic. Dude, <laughs> I've been drinking eggnog every night for like the past. Year just really <laughs> leaning into the Ken's like my butt is so messed up, dude. But it's not on <laughs> getting monogamous. <laughs> Let's go. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, Merry fucking Christmas. Yes, from from Foxtrot. We love you guys. Very happy to be here for sixty nine episodes with you guys. To sixty nine more, and then sixty nine more after that. We should triple always 69. we triple we should celebrate every like <laughs> multiple of 69. 69 um squared, squared or yeah 69 yeah. cubed well yeah 69 <laughs> squared 69 times 69 so 69 squared is kind of an oxymoron cuz 69 involves two people doing 69 also 69 squared would probably be episode like 34,000 Oh yeah really That <laughs> <laughs> was like a challenge yeah. 69 do <laughs> All right yeah well merry christmas to everybody and uh and fuck you guys we love you 69 and on 69 one nice for everybody on the way out. One, two, three. 